You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're here inside the AMR studio getting you set for the Padres and Giants, game two of their series at 7.15. More tweets coming in about uh, food at the ballpark, and really what goes on a hot dog has become the new uh, discussion that's come out of that discussion. Uh, Brian Gray on Twitter saying, mayo and onions on my hot dog. Whoa. That's awful. Brian, I don't know I'll buy the onions. I don't know about the mayo. Uh, moving on to something that's good on everything, some Cholula. Time for the Cholula Hotline. Yeah. How'd I do that? That was pretty that's good, good, right? Segway. Segway, man. And joining us now from Fangraphs on the Cholula Hotline, it's Eno Saris. Eno, what's happening? I'm still waiting for my free Cholula. Yeah, so Jeff oh, passed well, too a couple yeah. weeks ago on the show. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take some orders. It's in back order for you guys. <laughs> what, what goes on your hot dog, Eno? Mustard, ketchup, mayo, all of it, none of it? I, I think the mayo thing sounds disgusting when it's just with onions, but I've had the, the Sonoran dog, the Arizona. Oh, I've had that one too, yeah. Yeah, and that one has, I think it does have some mayo on it, but it also has bacon. I mean, putting bacon on your hot dog, it seems just like so wonderful. I love it. So that's your, that's now, your you know, what, do, what do you yeah. like on your hot dog, though? Let's cut to the chase. What do you like on it? Me? I, I'm a mustard guy. Just there you mustard. go, man. Maybe a little bit of relish. But, uh, maybe a little. How about some onions? A little onions, maybe sometimes. No. Well, I got a little heartburn situation. So. Uh, All right, there you go. Yeah, gotcha. the Mike, uh, both Mikes here are ketchup guys, and you and Blooper are mustard guys. But All right, we did not bring you on, you know, to talk just hot dogs and condiments. Uh, we brought you on to talk about uh, this article you wrote for Fangraphs that I caught today about pitchers in cold weather. And Randy here with us said he used to love pitching in the cold because uh, – well, you tell him why, Well, Randy. you know, it, it, it wasn't about my stuff itself. I didn't, I didn't see my stuff being affected one way or the other. I just knew that uh, – you know, I would rather pitch because hitters didn't really like to hit in cold weather or rainy weather. They, they really didn't want to hit. And I even go back to college days. Of, we had a rainy day in college. Hey, I wanted to pitch. Those guys didn't want to be in that batter's box. And all it takes is one jam shot or one off the end of the bat to electrocute your hands. You know, and, I, and, and so I always took advantage of that. I thought that was a little advantage I had. And I looked because, hey, I pitched to contact. I wanted you to hit the ball. So there was plenty of contact being made. And, you know, if I could burn somebody's hands one time, they didn't want to get up there the second. Yeah, that's kind of what you found, right? You know, tell us, tell us some of the findings you had in that, in that article that you had. Well, yeah, I mean, the hitters also lose uh, on the average batted ball for 10 degrees of temperature. They lose. Uh, you know, they lose a bunch of feet on their batted balls. So they, you know, it's, it's bad to hit in the cold weather. And you're, what you're saying is totally right. They, they throw, pitchers, especially lefties, throw inside more on, on cold days. And they go to sinkers more often, uh, and they're, they're looking for contact, and they're looking for bad contact. So that part, you know, is all in there. But I did find a little bit of an effect when it came to sliders and four-seamers not moving as well as they normally do and uh, pitchers using them less, and sliders and four-seamers being less effective. So there's something about cold weather that makes those pitches less effective. There's a little bit less spin rate. Uh, there's, maybe it's because of the humidity that comes. Normally cold, cold days are drier. Uh, but the, there's a, a whole host of reasons. For whatever reason, fewer four-seamers, fewer sliders, because they're not as good. 
Yeah, I can see that. You know, or the two seamer, the the sinker, like when you know what I when I pitched, and I uh, I didn't have that problem really. I think in colder weather, it seemed to sink just fine. You know, and of course a little bit wet yeah, wet, wet weather. See, then you need to teach the spitball a little bit. You might as well take advantage of the wetness. You know, if you know what you're <laughs> well, doing out there. One of the things that was actually the most important, I think, that came out of this, I thought, you know, cold was one thing, whether one way or the other, like people would have a real hard opinion about cold. The pitchers actually didn't care as much about cold. They wanted to know how wet it was, how humid it was. And they said that if, if it was cold and wet, they can grip the ball, uh, the ball bites, and everything's fine. They said the only really bad days are cold and dry, like a cold day in Arizona or, a, you know, a cold day in, in Coors Field where it's super dry. They said those days you can't get the ball to bite and the ball feels like a like a cue ball and, and you can't get any grip on it. Really interesting stuff. Did you find any guys that had some extreme splits or really uh, strong success, maybe in cold weather, since that's what you were focusing on? Any any pitchers that really thrived in that situation? No, but I had a couple guys that had grown up in it that that uh, laughed laughed at the whole idea. Chris Basso was like, "I'm from Ohio, man. I've been." Cold weather. <laughs> Sergio Romo and Kevin, Kevin Ghost, and uh, both of them said that they, they pitched in, in really cold weather in, 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 in Colorado. Uh, and they said the only thing that they saw was sometimes the slider didn't bite if it was dry. So um, definitely some guys are more used to it than others. I, I, I know that San Diego has been signing a lot of Florida pitchers. Maybe they're not used to the cold weather they're going to run into in San Diego. Yeah. Well, hmm, interesting. Well, we'll see about that. Do you, you know, a lot of guys, obviously a lot of journalists, media members kind of do traditional question and answers with these players. Do you find that when a pitcher sees you coming and you have this kind of weird off-center uh, off kind of story idea or this kind of research that maybe even helps them out, that they are more receptive to, to talking to you? Because this is not the stuff they're getting in the clubhouse every day after a win or a loss. Yeah, you know, the first couple of years in the clubhouse, people didn't know who I was. And the, the first couple of questions, they, they kind of looked at me like I was crazy, and then they got into it. Now I've got players actually coming up to me with research questions. So Jed Lowry asked me to research the wind stream, the jet stream in Oakland. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Zach, Greinke, Zach Greinke wants me to research park factors in a certain way for him. So Because, you know, he's out there in Arizona having a hard time. So. Uh, you know, now now players actually have questions for me. There's, sometimes they'll they'll ask me, "Are you finished?" And then, "What do you think about this?" Andrew Haney pulled me aside and said, "Can you tell me about spin rates?" And I was like, "Yeah, because I know your boss isn't telling you about spin rates." <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another one for you to uh, to to put on the list. Uh, there's been so many theories over the years about Peco Park and early in the year when the m marine layer is thick here and how the ball travels when it's dry as compared to, you know, when it's overcast and cloudy. And, you know, I'm guessing you haven't done any research on that yet. But, I mean, that's something that meteorologists locally have tried to figure out. Uh, things have changed the last couple of years, but it's been uh, something that's been a hot topic here in San Diego for the last 12 years. Well, also a new building, or actually not the new building, the new uh, screen up there. I was just going to say that, the, the, yeah, the new buildings have to come, come into a factor when you come in here now. Yeah, yeah so. and, you know, I am looking into studying wind, and we are going to, I'm going to put Petco on the list of, of ballparks that we have to study because yeah. it is really interesting. But the thing about wind is if, if you're an architect, when you take a, a wind study of a ballpark, you have to do it at like 5 feet, 10 feet, 20 feet, 25 feet, because there's wind. Wind is really different at every level. And so you can't just go into a ballpark and take one reading and say, okay, the wind is going this one direction at this one speed, because that's, 
that maybe was happening sort of generally or above the stadium, but inside the stadium, there's all sorts of crazy things that happen with wind. And that's, that's basically what Ted Lowry is asking about. He says he thinks that the, the wind hits uh, Mount Davis in Oakland and comes back into the field of play and knocks balls <laughs> yeah. down. So. He, he should have pitched, pitched a couple of days in candlestick. I'll show you some wind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know. You know, thanks, man. We look Sounds forward like to the circle. Yeah, yeah. We look forward to the findings of your meteorology report, and I uh, will definitely get you back on the show <laughs> later on in the yeah. year once you find uh, that data. And good out. luck with that Cholula you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, because it might not yeah, come yeah, from right. us. <laughs> That's Eno Zaris right. from Fangraphs.com. Thank Thanks so much for uh, not swinging by but dialing in. Uh, don't forget, folks, you can uncap real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're going to come back and preview tonight's lineup right after this on Padres Social Hour.